How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hour two of the show. Welcome back in. We've got a lot to talk about regarding Anthony Davis, the Lakers reported latest offer to the Pelicans, and everything surrounding that. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll. That's up at WWL.com, though. It has to do with yesterday. Did you watch any part of the Super Bowl yesterday, or did you boycott bowl? You can cast your vote there, and we'll keep you updated on that opinion poll. Again, the lowest-rated Super Bowl ever here in New Orleans, lowest-rated this year in the league, and lowest in the country since 2009. And it's obvious to me that the no-call had a lot to do with that. Pelicans trying to make a comeback on the Pacers. They're playing at the Smoothie King Center under a minute left right now. 106-104 Pacers lead, and they have the basketball with about 40 seconds left now. Uh, My column is up online at WWL.com. Lakers need a lesson in NBA economics after another lowball offer for Anthony Davis. That's the headline. You can find it there. And I also tweeted it out at Seth Dunlap. But word quickly spread today about the Lakers making another overture to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Now, after last week's laughable opening offer from Los Angeles, one that was panned everywhere, it was insulting, the offer that they sent Dell Demps. Didn't even get a call back from that. You'd think that Lakers president Magic Johnson and general manager Rob Palenka would have learned their lesson? Well, apparently not. The Lakers have reportedly increased their offer to include Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram, plus two first-round picks. This was all reported first today by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, and the Lakers are also willing, reportedly, to take on the burdensome contract of Pelicans forward Solomon Hill while sending back Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley. On the surface of this, It might seem to be a much better offer than their initial pitch of Ball, Kuzma, Rondo, Beasley, and a first-round pick. That was their offer that kind of got laughed out of New Orleans last week. But considering that offer was incredibly insulting to anybody who's watched more than 30 seconds of Anthony Davis on a basketball court, better is pretty relative here. They had nowhere to go but up. Let's break this down piece by piece. Sending Stevenson while taking on Hill's contract is a negligible addition. The trio of Stevenson, Beasley, Rondo making a combined $16.9 million this year compared to Hill's $12.2 million. Now, Hill is under contract next season for $12.8 million. The Pelicans would get some salary relief then as the Lakers veteran trio, they all have expiring contracts this year. But that shouldn't move the needle in any meaningful way for the Pelicans, and here's why. They're not going to be contenders next season without Anthony Davis. Freeing up salary cap space isn't critical when you're going to be a lottery team. You don't need to get the contract off your books. You're not looking to add that middle-level exception or free agent that might help you get over the top here in the Western Conference. So salary cap relief, out of all the priorities the Pelicans have, is way down on the list, might be down at the bottom of the list. So that addition 
really doesn't move the needle at all for me. Shouldn't for the Pelicans either. The extra first-round pick that they offered, likely the Lakers' 2020 selection, also sounds like a much greater addition than it will turn out to be. Remember, the Lakers, with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and whatever free agents they can entice this offseason, Kawhi Leonard, anybody, they're going to be expected to contend for a championship. That means that additional first-round pick, that's going to be a late first-round pick. Hardly a significant pot sweetener for the Pelicans in this deal. Any draft picks outside the lottery in the NBA, they lose a lot of value. This also doesn't move the needle much. The one thing that does move the needle, Brandon Ingram. Including him in this offer, yes, it is significant, but it's the only high-value asset offered by the Lakers in this latest proposal. High-value addition, anyways, to their last offer. But if you're improving on the smoldering pile of rubbish that was the first offer from the Lakers, well, that gets you to a point where these negotiations should have begun, not ended. Maybe Demps in the Pelicans' front office is actually going to respond to this offer. Reportedly, they are. They've talked, according to Woj, multiple times to the Lakers today. But those responses should all be hard nose. Ball, Kuzma, Ingram, they're good. They're not a significant return for Anthony Davis. Intriguing young players, not surefire future stars. There's not one surefire future star in there. There is no way the Pelicans could be confident in executing a rebuild around those three. They just can't. Then you had Lonzo Ball for the second time in a week today through his dad indicating he doesn't want to play in New Orleans. Remember Eric Gordon, anybody? I don't want to touch that situation with the proverbial 10-foot pole here. That drastically decreases Ball's value in this deal. It just does. Now, speaking of Eric Gordon, there's another intriguing aspect to this whole soap opera. Rob Palenka, he was Gordon's agent in 2012. He trashed the Pelicans, City of New Orleans, while trying to help Gordon leave the team that year during restricted free agency. Caused a really acrimonious relationship between Palenka and the Pelicans front office and Dempson Loomis. I guarantee it's a situation that few inside the Pelicans organization have forgotten. I, I guess maybe Palenka, he believes he can outmaneuver, embarrass Del Demps and Loomis again for a second time? I don't think it's going to happen. Now, through the last week of this whole process, to me, one thing has become astoundingly clear. The Lakers, Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, they need a big lesson in NBA economics. The asking price for Anthony Davis will assuredly be driven up this summer when the Boston Celtics enter this pending bid war. The New York Knicks are also reportedly interested in Davis, as could be the Brooklyn Nets, the Sixers, the Bucks, others. The Lakers are desperate to get a deal done now before Thursday's trade deadline to preempt that bidding war. But the two offers that we've heard about, I guess 
they think they have the leverage in this situation. Somehow in some alternate Los Angeles constructed storyline, they think that they have the leverage in this situation. They don't. It lies with the Pelicans now. It's going to lie with the Pelicans this summer. If the Lakers want to trade for Anthony Davis now, they've got to be willing to outbid any potential offers that are going to come from suitors across the league this summer. Right now, they're acting kind of like Joe Sixpack, who's courting a Victoria's Secret supermodel by offering to take her to Olive Garden for endless breadsticks, thinking that's going to be enough because she didn't have any other dates planned that week. That's never going to work. She knows she's worth more than that. Eventually, better offers than that's coming. The Pelicans should not. They cannot accept any underwhelming or it might just be sufficient enough offer from the Lakers. They can't. The Celtics, Knicks, and a line of other teams are going to come calling in a few months. Why would you settle for Olive Garden breadsticks when you got a chance to go up to the penthouse and eat caviar? Either the Lakers are incredibly naive about the Pelicans' economic leverage in this situation, or they've truly shot their best shot here the past week. It's one of those two things. In either case, the Pelicans, they've got to continue to swipe left here, say no, and wait for the much better offers coming this summer. This isn't rocket science, folks. The Pelicans have the leverage. The Lakers don't. The Pelicans cannot accept this offer, and they can't accept any offer close to this that comes before Thursday from the Pelicans. What do you think? You tell me. We're going to open up the phone lines now at 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Rest of the hour, it's open phone lines. Coming up next, we'll take your calls, but also Anthony Davis apparently updated his list of teams he'd signed with earlier today. His representative saying, well, he's got four teams now. But wait a second here. Didn't he just tell us less than a week ago in that press conference that he never gave a list of team to the Pelicans? What's he talking about here? Anthony Davis, again, is talking out of both sides of his mouth. He doesn't want to be the villain. He wants to be the good guy in this situation. Well, he's not acting like it. He's still acting like that petulant child. 504-260-1870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Tim Zimmer's behind the glass. It's the last lap on WWL Radio. Well, lots to talk about. This Anthony Davis saga and the Pelicans and the Lakers and Magic Johnson and Dell Demps. We'll be talking about it for a while, I think. Pelicans do fall to the Pacers 109-107. They've been competitive without all these guys in the lineup. Not, remember, it's not just Anthony Davis. Randall hasn't played. Alfred Payton hasn't played. Nikola Mirotic hasn't played. I believe... A couple of those guys, maybe all of them, will be gone before the trade deadline. I do not think Anthony Davis will. Again, you can find my commentary on the Lakers' latest offer and why I think they are just naive and don't understand the, the Pelicans' leverage here online at WWL.com. Here is a text from the 985. Here's reality for the clueless. In the next four years, the Pelicans only average about ten to 11,000 fans per game. Gail Benson may have no choice but to sell the team to outside ownership. That would take the team to Seattle or maybe St. Louis. There's no indication that's going to happen yet. That's uh, the ominous threat of a basketball team in Seattle has been used as leverage, speaking of leverage, in so many NBA cities recently. That's always the grim reaper behind the scenes. 
But Gail Benson said that she's committed to basketball here in New Orleans, and I believe her. I think you should, too, until you see somebody else. Uh, see, otherwise, I should say. Text from the 985, casual basketball fan would be a bit strong to describe me, but I even don't want Ball and his monomaniacal father anywhere close to the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm with you there. Let's go to the phone lines. Johnny in Mobile. Welcome into the show, Johnny. Seth. Hey, Johnny. Man, I'm just over this Laker thing. All they're giving us is scrubs for Anthony Davis. I mean, you think about it. If the Knicks get the number one pick, we got Zion. And you got the Celtics. You got Tatum. You got Smart. That's no – Lakers is no near what that would be, you know, compared to what they have. And uh, I'm just ready for Dempse to go. That's the main thing. He's got to go. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Demps must go. Dell Demps cannot be allowed to make any Anthony Davis trade. Frankly, I don't know if he should be allowed to be the primary negotiator on any players on the roster here. I'm assuming Mickey Loomis is heavily involved in those. But Johnny was right. The Lakers don't have the assets to match offers that could possibly come from other teams. And all indications are that the Celtics have been in contact with the Pelicans throughout this process saying, hold on, we can outbid whatever Los Angeles is trying to sell you. Get to the summer and we'll have more assets, better picks, better talent to send your way than the Los Angeles Lakers do. And more stories and reports came out today that said the Boston Celtics are still fully committed to bringing in Anthony Davis this summer. So don't believe the storylines about Kyrie Irving possibly leaving and how that will affect Danny Ainge's plans up there or how Anthony Davis saying he'll only sign with a couple of different teams long-term, but that will affect Boston's plan. That has not had an effect yet on the Boston Celtics. Tim, you had something here? Yeah, we have another Woj bomb that came out on Twitter. What was that? Uh, he just said Danny Ainge has encouraged the Pelicans to wait this offseason to negotiate with the Celtics. Boston remains determined to try and partner Anthony Davis with Kyrie Irving for a long term, but plans to pursue AD regardless of Irving's free agency plans. Yeah, and that should always have been the plan there. And remember Kyrie Irving, the other destination reportedly, New York for him. Guess who else has another max slot where they could sign Anthony Davis long, not only take him in a trade, yeah, Tim says Knicks. It's the Knicks. You could see the Knicks signing K- KD, or Kyrie, and maybe trying to get AD. I will say, you know, we like to hate on the big markets, right? It's like, oh, big markets. Everybody's worried about the big markets and big market teams. We're the red-headed, red-headed stepchild down here. Well, if there's one big market team that just has not been relevant in way too long, it's the New York Knicks. It would be preferable to me to see Anthony Davis team up with some stars in New York than it would be the Lakers or Boston. That's just me. And if somehow the Lakers, as you, the Knicks get lucky and land that number one overall pick, yeah, that might be the direction that the Pelicans decide to go. But we're a ways away from that. Let's go to Jerry and Slidell. Jerry, welcome into the show. Thank you. Uh, agree with you completely. Uh, also agree that Dell Dems can't be involved in this. If they need to get an outsider uh, like a Larry Bird type uh, to to you know give some advice to uh, Mickey Loomis, 
that's much more preferable. The other thing is uh, I think that AD and his new agent took a calculated risk when he said, I will only go to the Lakers. Well, it didn't take very long for them to reduce their negotiating ability by saying, but we will also go to the Bucks, the Clippers, and the Knicks and sign a long-term deal. Also, Anthony has said, and I think it's important to him, is legacy. Well, I don't know how you create a legacy right now going to the Knicks. So there's two legacy teams in, in the NBA. I think the greatest one is the Boston Celtics. It's perfectly reasonable to assume that Anthony Davis can be talked into a Boston Celtics if it's the right trade. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Got to say no to the Lakers, and you know what? Give everybody a chance because AD's got to play with us next year no matter what. That's it. You, You hit the nail on the head there, Jerry. If Anthony Davis was telling the truth when he said a couple of months ago, that he's concerned about legacy and winning championships and not money, then it doesn't make a lot of sense that Los Angeles would be your preferred destination unless you've just been boondoggled by LeBron James and Clutch Sports that somehow pairing up with LeBron is an instant way to win a couple of titles. Spoiler alert, it's not, especially in the Western Conference right now then that should not be any anywhere close to the top of your list. Boston, Philadelphia. Heck, if he was being truthful today, maybe even the Milwaukee Bucks, although I'm not sure they have enough to send back. Maybe Portland. How about if Kevin Durant leaves and Klay Thompson leaves the Golden State Warriors? You don't think Steph Curry and Anthony Davis and all the talent there, and that organization that's just incredibly well run, isn't a better landing spot to win championships than Los Angeles? Doesn't make sense. By the way, the Lakers might not even make the playoffs this year. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. I understand LeBron's back. I would be slightly surprised to see them not in the postseason, but they have a pretty tough schedule here over the final 30 games or so, and nothing's guaranteed. I think it's in the Pelicans' best interest that the Lakers do make the playoffs because there's that outside chance the Lakers could somehow win the uh, number one overall pick. I mean, it's possible, even if they're like the 10th team in the West. I mean, you never know with the NBA lottery. You're saying it would make sense for them to help the Pelicans for them not to make the playoffs. You would want the Lakers to make the playoffs because that that first-round pick they would offer would be worse then let's say they, they miss the playoffs and somehow happen to land the first overall pick. Then the Lakers have more ammunition to land AD. Well, I mean, to be honest, for me, I'm not worried about – I'm only worried about the Pelicans. Let me put it that way. I'm only worried about what the Pelicans get back. In the long run, I don't care where Anthony Davis goes. It's not going to affect what this franchise does, how they rebuild. If Anthony Davis is in Boston or Los Angeles – or New York, or wherever he is, I'm only concerned from a Pelicans perspective about the return that the Pelicans get here. And the reason I'm so adamant that you do not execute this trade right now with the Los Angeles Lakers is I believe the return that the Pelicans will get from Davis this summer will be greater than anything the Lakers have offered yet, or heck, maybe even can offer. 504-260-1870. That's a phone number, area code 504-260-1870. Text line is 870 
870. Anthony Davis apparently updated his list of teams he'd sign with, but why that doesn't jive with what he told the media last week. That's coming up. I'm Seth Dunlap. 60-second break here on the last lap. Boy, this Anthony Davis storyline isn't going away anytime soon. It's If you're a Pelicans fan, if you're even a casual basketball fan here in the city, it's it's been a gut punch, multiple gut punches the past couple of weeks, just from a basketball perspective, not even factoring the no call and all that nonsense in there. So it's rough. It's, it's a little depressing from a basketball fandom standpoint when you thought maybe you were so close to turning the corner less than a year ago, and it just hasn't happened, and now everything's going to get blown up. Davis is gone. Demp's soon to be gone, too. You would think in the front office, restructure, reorganize, and it's going to be a painful rebuild here. It is. But right now, the focus has to be on getting the best return for Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis reportedly updated his list of teams that he would sign with, according to multiple reports, beyond the Lakers and Knicks, Anthony Davis representatives have informed the Pelicans that he would sign long-term with the Bucks and Clippers, along with the Knicks, Lakers, if he is traded. That according first to Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Charania of the Athletic NBA. But that caught my attention because I told you last week, I didn't feel like Anthony Davis was being completely forthright in the press conference about his relationship with the front office, what he's told or his representatives have told the front office or what they're leaking to the media. I just didn't buy a lot of what he was selling. A lot. Well, here's one thing that he said in the press conference last week. What? What? What are you talking about here? Again, I don't know what wordsmithing he's trying to do there. If he's trying to wordsmith his way into, well, I never told them where they could trade me, but I told them where I would sign long term. That's just nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. He's trying to act like you, the fans, the media, the Pelicans front office, can't see exactly what's going on here. Anthony Davis, through his representation, through Clutch Sports and Rich Paul, is telling teams across the NBA exactly where he will play and where he won't play long term what he just told you there is a complete misrepresentation of the actual facts of this another bite here from Anthony Davis yeah that's that's a bunch of nonsense the reason that you did there's so many angles of this that I just shake my head at I don't like people who are dishonest even indirectly dishonest I don't I value integrity I value honestly and honesty and I value forthrightness he's not being any of those things there his representation did give the Pelicans a preferred list of destinations his representation told the Pelicans last week what eight nine days ago now that he wanted to be traded not to help the Pelicans organization to try to facilitate a trade to the Lakers before the Celtics and other teams can jump into the bidding war this summer. What he's trying to tell you there again is not the truth. It's not the truth. And basketball fans, even in this city, smaller basketball fan base than almost anywhere in the NBA, those fans, you listening, you're too smart for that. You're too smart to fall into that trap of Anthony Davis's. 
the more that this saga goes on, the more respect I'm losing for Anthony Davis. I have criticized him at times during the last couple of years. I thought he could have grown into a better leader more quickly. I thought that he wasn't taking enough accountability. He wasn't being held to account enough for the Pelicans' struggles, and that was his fault, and partly, and maybe even a majority fault of the organization and coaching staff for not holding him to account. Been great off the court. Model citizen. No problems. Good in the community. Great teammate. No locker room issues. All of those things can be true, while at the same time, you looking at how Anthony Davis has acted the last couple of weeks and just start shaking your head a little bit. Again, the word that comes to mind is petulant child, spoiled child that thinks he's going to get whatever he wants. I'm sorry, in the game that you wanted to play for your career, the league that you wanted to play in to make your living, you went in with full knowledge of the anti-capitalistic system that exists in the NBA. Eventually, you get to become a free agent and choose where you want to go. Right now, you don't get to choose where you want to go. And this is the LeBron style of NBA free agency, trying to strong arm and use every dirty, underhanded tactic you can to make sure that you get your way and the organization doesn't. I don't necessarily fault Anthony Davis or his agent for doing that, but let's not try to act like you're doing this in the best interest of the Pelicans organization. That's absurd. Let's go to the phone lines here. 504-260-1870. If you want to hop on in, our text line is 870-870. We'll go to Jack in Nashville. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam, for taking my call, sir. You bet. You know, uh, Anthony Davis sounds a lot like Roger Goodell. Everything that comes out of his mouth is nothing but lies. It's like he's breathing in lies. It's spitting out a carbon dioxide full of lies. Yeah, sounds just like Roger Goodell. They two should get married, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, Jack, I get your point there. I don't understand. I guess maybe Anthony Davis isn't, it just isn't as mature as maybe we thought he was, being in the league for nearly seven years, being 25 years old. Look, he's a relatively young man in the grand scheme of things. I don't expect him to know every life lesson or be a perfect human. I'm not. I make mistakes. I make regular mistakes. I get called out for those regular mistakes. But either he's being used unwillfully as a pawn of LeBron's and clutch sports and the Los Angeles Lakers, or he knows it and he doesn't care because he just wants to get to L.A. and basically thumbing his nose at everybody in, in his way there. Here's a text from the 504, Seth. He's got no dog in him. I know he was out of here two years ago. John on the West Bank. Text from the 985, take the Lakers offer. All the players and picks as it was laid out, but one change. They keep ball and his dad. They keep ball. We get LeBron. No, Shaquille O'Neal said that late last week. He said, well, if... Anthony Davis really wants to play with LeBron. If he really wants to win titles, then why doesn't he convince LeBron to come here? Because he's forfeiting $31 million in salary that the Pelicans could offer him and other organizations can't. 
Shaq was saying he would never, under any circumstances, take a $31 million pay cut because another player wanted him to come join him in a different city. Shaq said he wouldn't do it. Anthony Davis apparently would. Here's a text from the 504. Why nobody talks about the real problem, Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry has had his issues. Alvin Gentry's personnel management, personality management, it leaves a lot to be desired. Great offensive mind. I don't think he was given the proper pool of talent to fully realize his offensive vision here, but he had a chance, just like Del Demps had a chance. Not everything's going to go perfectly and go your way. you got to work your way through it. He certainly hasn't. Let's go to Bob in Hanville. Bob, welcome to the show. Seth, how are you? Hey, I'm you know, I'm fired up again, Bob. Yeah, when you get fired up, it kind of scares me because you, you you just have so much passion, and I don't know. I just I'm, I, I just warp it to this. But anyway, that's not a story. <laughs> well, I'm not uh, trying to scare anybody, but I you know I'm just I'm being honest with myself. Injustice fires me up, Bob, and even if it's an NBA franchise that I feel is being unjustly served, I'm going to call it like I see it. I got you. I have a I have a question. Uh, actually, two questions. How, I mean, in all this saga, how, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Magic Johnson himself is partly the, partly pulling the strings of, of, you know, LeBron and, you know, because he, ultimately he wants him to be in L.A. as well. So I think partly he's giving him that advice as well, what you need to do. And I think that's not mentioned much uh, from the media as well. And um, I, don't know, I just think he, he needs to there, – there needs to be a level of responsibility on him as well. But um, my question is, if, 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 if the Falcons don't want Anthony Davis to play during the regular season because they're, they're in fear of him being hurt, what about the All-Star game? Because that's somewhat of a maritime issue. I mean, he's not technically – and they have the right to say we don't want you playing in our uniform. How would that work? No, no, they, no. I don't. I, I don't believe that they they could say that. That's Anthony Davis's choice there. And in fact, I don't think they they would say that to Anthony Davis, even with the situation that we have here now. I just don't. As far as Magic Johnson goes, though, you're right. He absolutely is through LeBron, through Clutch Sports, through all the relationships there. He is pulling some of the strings behind the scenes. But Magic Johnson has tried this high wire act before with some. Very prominent NBA players. He tried this with Paul George, who in the final year of his contract was traded to Oklahoma City, and the Lakers were trying also to bring Paul George in, but they said, well, you know, we'll just wait till free agency because he wants to end up in New- in Los Angeles anyways. He wants to end up with the Lakers. Uh, well, that didn't work. Paul George liked what he saw in Oklahoma City and signed there long term. They tried the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi went to... Toronto because the Spurs and Greg Popovich wouldn't send him to Los Angeles. And now Magic Johnson is just hoping that Kawhi still wants to come to Los Angeles, but that's not guaranteed. Kawhi could end up staying there in Toronto, making a boatload of money, and I think competing for Eastern Conference championships for a very long time. Here's a text from the 504. Seth, shut the F up. Anthony Davis can do what he feels is best for him. The Pelicans can do what's best for them. Well, I don't know why you're telling me to shut the F up. That's exactly what I've been saying. Have you not listened? I said Anthony Davis can do what he wants. But right now, the Pelicans have the leverage. 
My goodness, you got to open your ears, man. I spent the last week and a half saying I don't fault Anthony Davis for requesting a trade. Go play where you want, but you don't get to play where you want right now. Pelicans can trade you where they want. You don't have a no trade clause. Come on, guy or gal. You got to pay more attention here. 504 260 1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. What do you think about this Anthony Davis situation and the Lakers' latest offer? They added a first-round pick, added Brandon Ingram to the deal, and said they'd take Solomon Hill off the Pelicans' hands. We'll continue after this on the last lap. Ramona Shelburne of ESPN tweeting out just minutes ago, so far, the Lakers have felt conversations with New Orleans have been one-sided and they are growing increasingly pessimistic about the Pelicans' willingness to do a deal with them. That's at Ramona Shelburne on Twitter. Uh, well, yeah. You think there's a reason why? I'm not picking on Ramona here. She's just reporting it. I'm picking on the Lakers. The opening offer last week was an insult to anybody who's watched Anthony Davis play basketball. It just was. It didn't deserve a response from the Pelicans' front office. It did not. It was universally panned by every writer from here to Los Angeles, by the way. There are people in Los Angeles that are going, this is crazy. They increased the offer a little bit today. They added Brandon Ingram and what would be a late first-round pick and really doesn't move the needle. Maybe the negotiation should have started there. That's not an end point. Just because you increase your offer from the dumpster fire that was last week, the smoldering pyre of debris that you wanted to send over here to something a little more respectable doesn't mean that, well, all of a sudden, the Pelicans should jump at this offer. Come on now. Lakers need to wake up. They wonder why lots of teams don't want to deal with their front office. Pacers didn't want to do it. Spurs didn't want to do it. Now the Pelicans don't want to do it. Well, maybe you should be a little more introspective instead of trying to cast blame elsewhere. Yeah, be pessimistic unless you package something that's a lot more than what you're offering so far. Here is a text from the, uh, let's see here, from the 204 Anthony Davis, uh, that's a 504. It looked like a two. 504. Anthony Davis has given his heart and soul to the Pelicans. It's not our fault that the front office cannot surround him with quality talent. Let him go to the Lakers for equal value. Well, I would be fine with letting uh, Anthony Davis go to the Lakers. It's not a matter of where he goes, for me anyways. It might be to other people. I was just saying last segment, it's a matter of where you can get the most value. The Pelicans right now, they're not in the game of, well, let's just make Anthony Davis happy on his way out the door. Let's send him where he wants to go. No, their job, as it should be, is to make sure that they get the best possible return for Anthony Davis in any trade. Let's go to uh, Lewis in Oklahoma. Lewis, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Hey, good. What's going on? Um, a couple of things is I totally agree with you and uh, AD and the Lakers. It's I think it's almost transparent that the Lakers are only worried about obviously their best interest, but it seems as though Anthony Davis has already made or tried to make his decision thinking that New Orleans is just going to jump on that. It's just, it's yep. just strange to me. Yeah. It, is, well, and then, uh, it just goes back right, to the, the NBA players 
thinking that they have maybe a little more power when they're still under contract with a team than they actually do. I mean, Paul George thought the same thing. Kawhi Leonard last year thought the same thing. It's a little rude awakenings. That's what you signed up for. I mean, it's it's not a capitalistic system there, right? They, the team has you under control. I totally agree, and 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 you're right. And what I what I get kind of bothered by is that it's a contract. Like if I, I where I work with when I sign my contract, if I sign it for three years. I have to work that contract for three years. It's not like I could say, hey, you know, I'm doing such a great job. I think I want to renegotiate my contract. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like I signed for my three year contract and that's what I've got to do. <laughs> no, Lewis. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm anybody who works in my job, almost anybody, signs a contract. It's like that. It says you've uh, a certain length of time here and you cannot go work for a competitor in the market I, I can't do that if i was to leave wwl and try to go work at whatever other station here in the market they could pull up that contract and say no you can't do that so nba players aren't the only ones who sign these deals it's a good point lewis thanks for calling hope everything's well in oklahoma my parents uh from there I live in stillwater uh, 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. We're back talking more AD after this on the last lap. Pelicans lost earlier tonight, but they might be winning the public relations, public perception battle with the Lakers right now. There's very few people across this country who are siding with Los Angeles in their demand that the Pelicans accept this really subpar offer for Anthony Davis. Everybody sees through the nonsense there. Programming note for tomorrow. Our show will start about 9.30. It's a tentative 9.30 start. Uh, the president's State of the Union address will precede that live from 8 p.m. to 9.30. As you know, those things can either go very long, they can go very short. 9.30 tentative, but we will be on the air after the State of the Union address finishes our blue runner foods opinion poll at wwl.com did you watch any part of the super bowl last night simple yes or no tim said he did i told you last night i was participating with you in hashtag boycott bowl so i was a no and right now 86 percent of you with me here only 14 percent of our audience say they watched the super bowl we'll keep you updated on that going into the last hour of the program Speaking of the last hour, we're going to have Ollie Cosell. He'll join the program, birdrights.com. Talk about the Anthony Davis situation. A little more Super Bowl thoughts, too. Brady is obviously the GOAT, but is he now competing against Jordan for maybe the greatest team sports athlete of our modern generation? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 